This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where in this edition, of course, we'll be talking about the departure of Antonio Conte. Now, on Sunday evening, the club announcement came out 20 past 10 in the evening. Antonio Conte has left the club by mutual agreement. Christian Stellini will take the team as acting head coach, along with Ryan Mason as assistant head coach. Daniel Levy said we have 10 Premier League games remaining and we have a fight on our hands for a Champions League place. We all need to pull together. Everyone has to step up to ensure the highest possible finish for our club and amazing loyal supporters. And just a short while ago, Antonio Conte wrote the following on Instagram. Football is passion. I would like to deeply thank everyone at Spurs who appreciated and showed, uh, shared my passion and my intense way of living football as a coach. A special uh, thought to the fans who always showed me support and appreciation. It's been unforgettable to hear them singing my name. Our journey together has ended. I wish you all of the very best for the future. Antonio. Now, on today's episode, I've got five very special guests. We've got Lee Taylor, of course, Lee the Dorset Spur YouTube channel. Lee, how are you? Um, yeah, all right. Kind of just resigned to it, Chris. Like we was just saying off air, it's, uh, it's this club that's going to kill us, isn't it? But yeah, just I'm all right. I'm all right. We'll survive. The club moves on. Well, nice to have you back. Um, we've also got Italian journalist Simone back with us. Simone, how are you? I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. A little bit disappointed for uh, the way uh, Antonio and Spurs things ended, but absolutely grateful to be here once again for the show. Thank you, Chris. Well, nice to have you back. And we've also got channel regular Craig Dearman back with us. Craig, how are you? I'm all right. We kind of expected it, didn't we? I must admit, I didn't expect the appointment of uh, Stellini, which I'm sure we'll get into, but... Um... We're here again, aren't we? We're here again. We've been here far too many times over recent years, but uh, let's get into it. 
Unfortunately, you're right, Craig. Uh, we've also got channel regular James Black with us, of course, singer at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. James, how are you? I'm OK. Yeah, uh, a little bit baffled uh, of certain parts of it, but uh, I'm OK. Yeah, not too bad. Bit down. Yeah, it's uh, a few, few parts of it baffle me. I don't understand some of it, some of it, but we'll get into that. We'll certainly talk about it, James. Don't worry. Uh, we've also got channel regular Melvin back with us all the way from Malta. Melvin, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay, Chris. Um, typical typical day of being a Spurs fan. You know, it seems these things happen more often nowadays. It used to take four or five years until these things happen, and now it seems to be like a yearly thing. Or it's it, it's it's madness. It's it's happening way too often, and something that we don't like. But yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it and uh, discuss it, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good program for for other Spurs fans to listen to and. And be, a free, I always call it as my free therapy session and, and, and talk about, you know, <laughs> the five stages of acceptance, you know, that sort of thing. And yeah, right. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll go through it. There has been a lot of therapy so far this season with 10 games to go in the Premier League. Um, if everyone, if anyone, uh, the viewers want to put their comments in, I'll try and get through as many as we possibly can this evening. Um, and you rightly said, Melvin, we're going through this a lot. You'd have to go back to the 2018-2019 season uh, where we had a manager throughout the whole of the entire season. We keep swapping managers left, right and centre. Um, Lee, let's start with you. When the announcement came out on Sunday evening from Tottenham Hotspur Football Club at 20 past 10, were you surprised by that point? Were you thinking uh, up to then perhaps Antonio Conte will return and he will manage Spurs in the Everton game? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I almost did. I almost thought that he would come back and the players and the owners would have to face him. I, I, I almost wanted that to happen because, like I said, I did a video myself and from my, from my own personal point of view, I felt that Antonio Conte didn't really do anything wrong in that press conference. I felt that he was as disappointed as we was. We was at the game. It was a you know, a terrible day. Um, and I could feel his frustration. And we all talk on these kind of channels on a regular basis about how disappointed we are, our lack of passion from our players, how we keep making the same mistakes and all the rest of it. And I'm not saying that Antonio Conte hasn't got something to pay in any of this. But at the same time, I almost wanted to see what the reaction from the players was. And with this announcement, it almost, for me, it almost proves his point. The the, the 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 players are bigger than the than the manager and the club just um, can't take any kind of criticism whether that's um, constructive or otherwise so I, I was I wasn't shocked I kind of felt it was gonna come sooner or later but I was almost hoping that we would get to the end of the season to see where we are because I, I do feel that we're in a worse position now to get top four than we were before he left depending on what Antonio Conte you get coming back, if that makes sense. Lee, are you surprised that no players have come out and said anything about the departure of Conte as yet? Mm, am I surprised? No, because I think most of them probably have been more aware of things that have been said than they're, than they're letting on. And I think none of them want to be the one that comes out and says something that then can be construed in another way. And they're probably being advised by their social media people and by the club to keep their mouth shut. 
to be honest with you. So I'm not I'm not surprised. It, it is what it is these days, isn't it? Everything's everything's constructed and construed to be in the in the way that the the club and that want it to be to to, to maintain your persona. The standard have published this evening that um, many of the Tottenham Hotspur squad are pleased that they don't have to work with Antonio Conte again. Um, Simone, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on the um, statement from Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday evening, the departure of Conte. Yeah, I didn't see any any player, any player to pay the some tributes to Antonio. So this showed that... Uh, something about the relationship between players and Antonio who went wrong in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of months. Uh, Antonio owes a lot in terms of uh, rebuilding after Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho's era at Tottenham, because it was great to build again after him, uh, to chase the top four spot and to reach a Champions League qualification last, last year. But something, for every reason, something this season went wrong. And uh, you know my feelings, you know my truths, and uh, maybe I will uh, once again uh, show them. But, you know, it's a difficult situation for everyone. And uh, uh, I couldn't expect uh, Mason and Cellini. I couldn't expect Mason, not Cellini. This is what it is. This is what is this football club is all about, and uh, we we'll, we'll see we'll see what happen what will happen in the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months. Simone, where Lee said he agreed with what Antonio Conte said in the press conference. Did you think that there was going to be any way back for Conte? I think I think uh, that he's not. Just like you said, it's not way back. It's not way back. I think it was uh, absolutely unfair because Antonio Conte never, never, and when I say never, I say never, uh, managed to finish a season playing a Champions League final because I, f- I strongly think that uh, Antonio's reputation in terms of winning leagues, uh, Serie A or uh, Premier League, is not as fantastic as his record is. So, is absolutely unable to to try to afford to that Champions League dream because we are talking about someone that won his own leagues with Inter de Milan, Juventus and Chelsea as well. But when we are talking about Antonio Conte's records in Europe, we are talking about, about five times that he got knocked out from the Champions League group phases uh, twice in the last 16 and uh, just one just once he got promoted to the last eight so of course it's clear to everybody that what what I'm saying is true I'm talking about someone that uh, is absolutely unable to to try to win the Champions League so Antonio made incredible things with the Inter Inter de Milan, Juventus, Chelsea as well. But his European records is not that what we think about it. So I think that uh, the situation about it is that uh, is what it is. 
but of course he tried to do his best for Tottenham but for one reason or another he failed to do it Craig, let's get your thoughts on the departure of Antonio Conte. And I, I also want to ask you about um, the very short statement from Spurs, in particular Daniel Levy. Um, and he talks about fighting for the Champions League place. Do you personally think that we are now in a better position without Antonio Conte to finish in a Champions League spot? I think it was clear that, that something had gone wrong a good few weeks ago with Conte. And... You know, after the outburst, there was clearly no way back for him. Um, I'm, I didn't think we'd be. I thought we'd be in a worse position if he was to come back because that was edging a bit closer. I thought, oh, perhaps they are going to give him a go till the end of the season. But now he's gone. Obviously, I was hoping for the the new manager bounce, which I think would have was the only thing that would have let us achieve top four. And I was. It was one of the scenarios, perhaps, I, I, perhaps I'm a bit dumb, but what the scenario I hadn't considered in my head was Stellini uh, taking over. And for me, <clears throat> um, we're not in a better, any better position now to get top four than we w- would have been if Conte had stayed because Stellini's Conte's right-hand man. I don't quite get this appointment. I, I don't understand it. Have, have they fallen out? Apparently, Antonio's given his blessing that Stellini can do it. I, I just don't understand it. Obviously, what I would have thought would have happened would was Daniel Levy uh, and the board and board members would have contacted Spurs' leadership team, perhaps. Is that the right word? Like Kane, Larises, and Dyers and that sort of thing. And if it would be me doing it, I'd have said, well, look, look this is what we're thinking of doing. Um we're thinking of putting Stellini in charge with Mason as, as assistant. How do you feel about that? Surely they must have consulted senior members of the squad about this. Surely they're not well, that arrogant. All of, the report, you know? all, all of the reports, Craig, have stated that all of the players and the staff members uh, were all left in the dark. They didn't know what was going to happen, when it was going to happen. Um, but the players and staff expected Conte to go. I, I, just, I just find it bizarre that that his, his right-hand man is still there. Now, I mean, to me, that looks like... Uh, the first thing I'd have thought is, oh, they've had a falling out. But, you know, how can you... How can you appoint... St- Obviously, they probably like Stellini from everything you hear, but you just don't know, do you? Nobody's told us anything. That statement from Levy basically said nothing. Um, for, for me, the only way we would we would ever get top four is with a new manager. And... Potch is sitting there and waiting. And for me, I know people will disagree with me. I was still 100% think that Potch could have sorted this out and that we had the best chance getting top four with him. Um, I just don't get it. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I just can't see us getting top four with Stellini because I don't think we're going to be playing any more attacking football. I don't think you're going to see the brand of football that all Spurs fans want to see. I think we're going to limp over the line well, they're not even over the line. I think we'll just limp to the end of the season. We'll get a couple of good results. We'll get a couple of bad ones. We'll get, get a couple of mediocre ones. And I think that's what we're in store for for the rest of these 10 games. I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of numb to it in a way. I'm just, uh, I'm just fed up. Fed up of being fed up with it. You know, it's, it's, it's the one, 
one bit of um, thing you look forward to, perhaps sport and watching watching your team play. And I've had three, four years of dross football watching it. And I said on the last show I was on, as soon as Potch went, I thought, and we hired Mourinho, I thought, I know, you know what football he's going to play. You've seen it time and time again. Knew we weren't going to be entertained. Yeah, there were some good results. Yeah, there were some good games. But oh, I just, I just don't get, I just don't get this decision to put Stellini in charge unless they've got something planned. Um, now, no, perhaps I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it and in, in possible managers, Chris. But I just don't get this. I really don't get it at all. Can I just ask you very quickly, Craig? Um, are you pleased that Conte's gone? I am now, yeah, because it came, I reached a point where I thought he had to go. I, it was clear to me that he'd lost some of the players, things he'd said, he weren't going to win back any of the players. What you said about players coming out on Instagram and Twitter and thanking him or not thanking him, I think silence speaks a thousand words in that case. I think you'd see, I think, I think when Mourinho went, I think a couple of them came out, didn't they? Um, oh, yeah, a couple, said, yeah. Thank you. Um, Obviously, when Poch went, that was a, there was quite a few more for him. This, this, the silence is deafening. Um, it, it, it speaks volumes. But then again, you know, he basically threw them all under the bus, didn't he? Now, whether some people say they deserve that, a lot of what he said was right. I'll stick by in that. By that, what he said, I, I, I agree with a lot of what he said. But when you say things like that about your players in public, are those players going to think, well, "Sod you! I ain't, ain't going to thank you for that after what you've done to me there." So. Not saying what he said was wrong, but I can I can kind of understand it. But it could be that their social media teams and the club have just said, "Look, say nothing, say nothing." Uh, I, I don't know, Chris. It's uh, thoroughly depressing at the moment being a Tottenham fan. Yeah, James, just come to you. Let's get your thoughts on the announcement of Conte leaving. Um, very similar to the guys so far. I mean, um, I was kind of expecting it to happen. Part of me I, I was weird. I, I kind of wanted it to happen. I got to the stage where I wanted it to happen because I do think his outbursts were affecting the team morale in the chance of getting the top four. What I did, what I did want, I think was quite popular with the other fans, is I did want Poch to be the one coming in, to be honest with you. I find it absolutely crazy that Stellini has been left there after getting rid of Conte. I think it's like... Um, it's like it's like dumping your girlfriend and having to hang out with one of her mates. Like, do you know what I mean? I, don't, I just don't understand that weirdness about the whole situation. Just get it clean, get it done, and get someone else in. I'd have gone for Poch straight away. I think not going for Poch is definitely affect will affect our chance of getting top four. Which then for me, I think forward about like uh, Kane. If we don't get top four, and Man United do, I worry about that. Um, I think. I also think that maybe we're getting to the point now to stop this cycle of what we're going around of getting a new manager. They're good for a while, backing them a little bit, not not backing them fully and the next new manager again. To stop that, I think we have to all together, including fans and all of us, start being patient with somebody, um, giving a bit of time. Maybe we concentrate a little bit more on the cups for a while and uh, for a few years we start to rebuild what Tottenham is. Um, I think when you've got clubs like Newcastle, it's going to spend crazy money. Chelsea are going to be better next season. Liverpool will be better next season. Next season is going to be a struggle. Maybe we need to accept that and we all need to be a bit more patient with someone new coming in. Even if it is Poch and he doesn't get top four next season, still being patient and rebuilding. 
I think it's time for that now. Um, whilst concentrating on getting a trophy from the Cups, that's for me. Um, but yeah, my my immediate concern is is with Stellini being there, that being quite weird, us not getting top four, Man United getting top four, and the knock-on effect for that with, with Kane. And yeah, I think the whole thing's made me feel quite a bit low, to be honest with you. James, why do you think that is? Because the only other member of staff is the analyst, which of course is Antonio Conte's brother, Gianluca Conte. Um, he he is left with Antonio. The rest of the staff, including Christian Stellini, have stayed. This is very unusual. Why do you think this? Why do you think the club have gone down that route? I don't. I really don't understand it. Like I've, I've been trying. I mean, like my my, my flatmates Tottenham. That's all we talk about is Tottenham. We've tried to work it out between us, and like I just don't get it. There's no answer that we come to that makes sense. It just uh, um, maybe. We thought that someone's lined up for the summer already and they've got they need a stopgap. But for that reason, why wouldn't you just go with Mason, Ledley King and Vincent Company? maybe? Give them a shot, see if these people get some good results over the next 10 games and the players buy into their system. At least it's someone who's new that we can give a bit of time to. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't understand. Uh, I got quite excited when I saw the picture of uh, Pochettino coming back from his holiday in Japan, hoping yeah. he was coming back for a meeting. Uh, because because I think this is a very, very important period in these next 10 games to get that top four, to hold on to Kane, who is, who is just an incredible, had an incredible season. The way this whole play this season, is, it's just, oh, he's been off it now and again, but like he's the passing, like the, does he, does he not look more happy when he's playing for England for you guys than when he's playing for yeah. Tottenham? That, that becomes a worry for me. I, I think that Kane would buy into Poch coming back in. I think even if we didn't get top four and we had Poch, then maybe Kane would stay. Um, Kane knows the issues with the club as well. That uh, Sorry, not Kane. Pochettino knows the issues with the club. He's worked with it before. He's guided through these storms. Um, yeah, I just found... I, I was kind of happy that Conte was going because I think he lost the players, but not happy with um, Stellini. But I'm a Tottenham fan and I'll get behind him and I'll probably sing about him. Do you know what I mean? But I'll, I'll always get behind the club. But like, oh, yeah, I'm quite baffled. Melvin, let's get your thoughts on Conte leaving. Um, it depends how you look at it, really, because if you think about it, um, if you think about the short-term benefits from this, you think, oh, the team will get a bounce. You know, the morale, the players didn't want him there. Um, 10 games left, you know, Stalini and Mason will probably do a okay job and maybe we will limp, you know, into the top four and or, or, or somehow we will scrape it like we did last season. But obviously without Antonio Conte, if you think about the long-term vision of the club, it's, it's, it's just this thing where all of a sudden we look, we look top four is... At the end of the day, is what Levy wants. We, it's it's clear to see because every single time the team doesn't look like we're gonna make top four, he'll sack the manager, try to get a bounce. If there's a manager lined up, he'll bring him in quickly. And I think honestly, he'll probably try to bring in um, Tuchel from who who who's available, and and probably that's why Bayern moves so quickly. But that's that doesn't concern us anymore. But it just it's this vision from the club. They keep looking short term and don't see the big picture, don't see the long term vision of what Conte was trying to say 
that the problems were and 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 now we're in the same cycle that's why i didn't want jose to get sacked even though he was terrible as well yeah but i didn't want him to i didn't want him to get sacked either because all these players that needed to go were going to get a second chance and 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 they and some of them did and some of them improved you know ben davis eric dyer at times you know some players improved some players didn't some players all these players that we need to move on i hate to say it look at arsenal what they did four or five years ago they took a they, they took a massive hit on their finances with obamiang and ozil and and we have to go through that because we still have about seven or eight players yeah. still still signed on to the club and we still have to we're still in the beginning of this process we still have to start it and yeah. it we keep delaying it and delaying it and delaying it we still have to bite off all these contracts we need to move on Herwings in Dombele, Lo Celso, Rodin there's about seven or eight players that are still contracted to the club it's like we're trying to do a rebuild with one hand tied behind our backs because we we keep saying oh why don't we spend the mega money that we know we're earning because you know we can see the stadiums are full we can see we can see the beer flowing you know at half time we know how much money the the stadium is generating and and we're not the same Tottenham Hotspur we were 8 or 9 years ago you know we're we're evolved as a club we became much much bigger and we started to attract the big names because 10 years ago, Jose wouldn't have come to Spurs and neither would have Antonio Conte. These are big, big name players, but they've come to a club where our priorities are short term and all, and they used to be long term. We used to buy young, exciting, promising players. And it just, I honestly, I would have, I would have all, all year we've been tweeting back Conte back Conte, back Conte, everyone keeps saying it and the hashtags on Twitter, back Conte, back him, buy him the players he wants, buy him the players he needs. We, we, we made good signings, but we didn't, we weren't as smart with the money that was put in the club in the summer. We weren't as proactive, as clever as we needed to be. You know, we could have made, we didn't have to make you know the sexiest signings with with a flashy name it could have been look at arsenal when they bought for example ben white or ramsdale look how much we told we said oh they wasted 50 million they wasted 60 million and 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 oh he's nothing he got relegated it's these signings that are clever and 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 we need it we need we need players that antonio conte trusts trusted and believed in that we're gonna fight for the shirt and we lost we lost it i don't know i don't know how we went from such highs last season of getting top four and it seemed it seemed that we were in a position to attack for the league and it's the other way around it seemed that top four last season really blinded and and made us think we were much better positioned than we actually were and to be honest I didn't see it last summer, but looking at it now, we still have the same cracks. We're still pretty much the same lineup that we've been lining up under Nuno. Our midfield is the same, Hoiberg and Skip. We still play Emerson Royale. We still play, we still play, um, what's his name? The same back line. We still play pretty much oh, yeah. the same players. 
Dyer, we you know, Kulizewski and Bentoncourt came in, and I used to say this on Chris's channel, any player with Champions League experience will, will improve us immediately, immediately. Any player with, with, with a couple of seasons in the Champions League will improve us. And it just seems the club, I think the club, it's getting too big for them in a way. You know, the hierarchy, the board, all these guys, the analysts, it's just, it's becoming too much. And we've lost, we've lost sight of the structure we had under Pochettino. You know, under Pochettino, you could see the rebuild. And, you, and we were patient because we saw our academy coming through. And when they made a mistake, we accepted it because we know these guys are going to be long-term. You know, when, we, when, we, when, Harry Kane, when Harry Kane was being played by Tim Sherwood, then we saw this guy coming through. And the same with Walker and Danny Rose. And then recruitment came in and found Hugh Minson and, and, and Toby and, and kept at it. There was a spine to the team and we just didn't build a spine in the club. We don't have a spine. We don't have, you know, from back to front. We just don't have it. We, we built, we tried to buy, like Manchester United do, players for the now. But we don't spend like they do. You know, they attracted Casamiro, for example, a, a player who's for the now, which is what Conte and Mourinho are the type of managers. They're, for example, a player that would have suited us, that we could never attract in a million years, for example, Ramos from Real Madrid. That's the type of players that they want. And we, and we buy them Joe Rodin. It's, it's, this is what they mean when, when, when he has this, this outburst in the, after a game like that. He's, he's like, these players don't share my in a way, in a statement, he said, my passion for football. Some of these players, I'm sick of watching most of them lose. You know, how many times did we see Sanchez lose, Dyer lose, Davis, even Harry Kane, as much as I love him. I'm tired of watching them lose sometimes. And it's becoming painful. And until we go two steps back and we start slowly again, it's like we're trying to skip a couple of places and until we take a step back and, and, and try to really analyze where we went wrong and, and build again. You know, we have some youth to the squad. There's a couple of core players that we can build the squad around, you know, Skippy, Kulisevsky and them. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure, hope, I'm sure they will find talent through the, to the academy because they always do. We, even when our best players leave, if Harry Kane leaves, we always have, you know, Modric left, Gareth Bale left, Berbatov, Karik. We always have, you know, very, very good players coming through. And if they leave, it will be a shame. But Tottenham will always be there. And, and, and it's, it's difficult right now. It's difficult to take. I, I hate it. I'm, I love this club. And, and I wake up and I go to sleep thinking about it and, and I speak to Chris and Craig and I message Simone and, and uh, it's just, it's difficult to accept. And, and I think, I think personally, sometimes I think I need to lower my, my expectations because it's, it, 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 you build them up, you build them up. And I don't, I don't think said, you do. I don't think you do. I think all of our supporters deserve a lot more. Yeah, we do, we do. But honestly, I, I, I say to myself, I need to lower my expectations because I keep getting hurt by the club. Like I keep these things, these hurt you as a fan because you go through 
we, we, I personally have to travel to London to see the games. Chris, you go everywhere. Simone has to go from Italy to see the games. Lee has to go from Dorset all the way, all the way to London, three hours. You know, the fans, we, we, we work hard and, and, and we put in the miles. And then for moments like this to happen, it's so disappointing. And it's, it's, I, I, I've been thinking about what I was going to say all day. I know I rambled on a little bit, but, but yeah. Melvin, it's, it's interesting because um, you you said about young players. Of course, we brought Jed Spence. Antonio Conte called him a club signing, you know, a player for the future. You then say about, um, you know, players with uh, Champions League experience. We've brought Jet Dan Juma in, has hard, yeah. hardly had any minutes. Uh, Champions League experience, he didn't play. Um, yeah. Lee, let's come to you. Um, what needs to change at Tottenham? Um, I feel like this is going to be a very long-winded answer because how on earth do you go from Maurizio Pochettino to Jose Mourinho to Nuno Espirito Santo then to Antonio Conte it's not worked out with any of them um, where does Spurs go next well it, this is this is the trouble Chris isn't it like in my view as I said that this was the last chance saloon for for um, Daniel Levy yeah. because they were really, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, right? I think we were really, really lucky under Pochettino. Not the football, but in the fact that, that Tottenham got Pochettino and he did what he did and he achieved what he achieved. Because I don't think the club expected him to achieve as much as he did in terms of solidifying the support, bringing the team forward, raising our profile and really making fans fall in love with the club again. Because we'd been through some right, to put it to put it bluntly, some right shit, right? So we've been through all of that and he solidified everything. He got everything going together and he did, a you know, all the years were racking up and we could see consistent progress, right? As soon as he started calling out that, right, we've got to here, to go to the next level, we need some serious cash, we need some serious rebuilds and all the rest of it. Jose Mourinho comes in, he has a word in, in Danny's ear and says, listen, those players are better than Pochettino's telling you, I can get a tune out of them. And so Pochettino goes out the door and Mourinho comes in because Levy was always a Mourinho fan. We've always said that, right? As soon as, as, soon as Mourinho came through the door, he then started to realise, actually, the mentality of some of these players ain't as good as I thought it was. It's not going to be as easy, this new Mourinho, where I'm all friendly and cuddly, to come in and just say to these players, put an arm round them and talk to them and say, you know, are you Deli Ali's brother? And that's going to make all the difference. And he started to realise that he needed to spend some money and get some proper backing. And so what happened was Daniel Levy went, no, nah, we ain't doing that. We need top four. We need top four. Forget about winning a cup. You don't need that. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in top four, end of. And if you're not prepared to give that, and Mourinho said, I'm not prepared to give that, off he went. Then we end up with a stopgap in, in Nuno. And now the same thing's happened when you bring in another manager who is a technically a checkbook manager. He likes to spend. He wants ready-made players. He wants players that are ready and can play his way. He asks for them sort of players. And, and I personally thought we had a decent uh, pre-season. I thought the amount of players that we were bringing in were the good players for the right positions. And I thought, yeah, 
great. We, we need a we need a backup for Kane. We get Richarlison, you know. We needed someone at right back. You know, we get Jed Spence. We needed a left back. We get Perisic. You know, the list goes on. And I thought, we're doing business early. We're getting the players in. And if these are the players that Conte's asked for, then great, we're going to go somewhere. But what it seems to me is that these players perhaps weren't the players that he'd asked for. They might have been the positions he asked for, but not the players that he asked for. And so, therefore, he's realised these players ain't good enough and I need more than I'm getting. And then you fall out again and off he goes. And so you're back to square one. And we're saying, as James said, let's let's be patient and, and go for some cups and all the rest of it. I'd love that. I'd absolutely love a longer-term project like a Pochettino back then where we said, right, we're going to give you a three-year contract or a five-year contract. We're going to back you and we're going to build and we're going to get somewhere. And there's no expectation to get top four. There's no expectation to get this, that or the other, but we want to compete because I, as a fan, want to see us compete. I'm not personally interested in whether we get top four or not because if we get into the Champions League, are we going to win it? That's my question. Are you going to put in enough money to win the Champions League? Because if you're not, you're just an also-ran. And then what you do is you put all your eggs in one basket. Let's achieve top four all the time at the expense of everything else. As soon as we lost to Sheffield United, that was the beginning of the end for me, for, for Conte. I'd always been backing him. But as soon as we did that, I knew yeah. this is it. All we're aiming for is to get into a competition next season without worrying about anything for this season. And to be quite honest, it turned me off. It pissed me off. And... And I've been struggling with it ever since. And so I'm not sad to see Conte go because it was at that point you start going, well, the poor football really isn't great. It's not making any difference. I'm not getting I'm not getting anywhere with it. I can accept some poor performances if you can see the progression, if you can see us going to win something. And I'm sorry that I've rambled on for, for such a long time with that answer. No. You, you so, get so, the point so. I'm trying to make. Yeah, some great points, Lee, and I completely agree with you on the Sheffield United game. Completely agree. Um, Simone, um, top four for you, is it a success for Tottenham to finish in the top four? No, no, absolutely no. Because uh, when you want to build something special, I don't think it's all about uh, finishing into the top four or finishing top six. You know, the biggest teams are the ones that uh, finish into the top six, but fails to finish in top four but they are strongly believing in their manager and this is the biggest mistakes in Tottenham for recent history guys because we are talking about someone that went face to face and I'm clearly hinting to Mauricio Pochettino face to face Pochettino against Guardiola Pochettino against uh, Jurgen Klopp facing may, maybe uh, sixth fifth but the only season that Spurs failed to fight for the top four spot was three years ago, 14th in the leagues. You know, you should have been backed Mauricio Pochettino because we are talking about someone that really meant to be a Spurs supporter, really meant to be what, what's being a Spurs fan was being uh, a Spurs human being. This is, uh, has to be very, 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 very clear. Because, of course, when you decided to suck Poch to bring on Jose, Jose needed to show everyone to be 
uh, once again uh, a top class manager, but he failed. Antonio did uh, a masterclass last season because he's absolutely right when he says that uh, he made a miracle to finish into, into the four, but this season he failed. So if you think about the last couple of two, three years, we are talking about the same fucking, I'm sorry for the bad word, old story. Old story about Tottenham. Um, Tottenham had an incredible, absolutely incredible manager, Mauricio Pochettino, but they decided to betray one of the best love stories in the modern football. We had already, we already had an incredible, an incredible manager and we decided to suck him. And this is what happens, guys. I think that uh, uh, Mauricio loves sports too much to say things like that, but I think that he's enjoying the currently situation uh, around Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, this is what it is. So, you know, uh, we are talking about uh, Jose, we are talking about uh, Antonio, we are talking about uh, Julian Nagelsmann or, uh, or Luis Enrique or uh, Roberto Lezzerbi or stuff like that. But the currently situation is that Daniel Levy never, never understood that If you want to finish into the top four in the modern Premier League, you need to build a team that I don't know if he's capable, but I'm sure that if you want to finish into the top four in the Premier League, that is the un- incredible NBA of football, you need to build a team that is capable to win in the league, just like Arsenal. But the incredible story is that Tottenham already had an incredible manager, an incredible manager in their hands, and they decided to suck him. So, what what's to do? Uh, I don't think that Nagelman, neither Luis Riga, neither the Zerbi, or stuff like that will change the situation, because uh, if it didn't work with Jose or Antonio, uh, and if you hope for a project manager, that is, uh, for example, Luis Enrique or uh, stuff like that, or, you know, the Zerbi or uh, Nagelsmann, never, it never will change absolutely anything. Absolutely anything. You know, you owe everything to Mauricio Pochettino. So, for me, the only thing to overcome every situation about Jose, about Antonio, is that you need to go through that way, the best manager in last couple of love to the gates for sports. Uh, massive respect eh, to Harry Renap or uh, Martiol, but I strongly think that these football clubs belongs to Maurice Pochettino. So I strongly think that uh, the only way for sports to overcome this kind of situation is to appoint once again to, to say excuse to Maurice Pochettino and to appoint him once again because if you want to finish into the top four, if you want to uh, play for the best trophies, for the best titles, is to appoint him once again because if you betray the DNA, the identity, 
Because, of course, guys, we are talking about uh, a chairman and a club that, uh, okay, they decided to appoint Fabio Paratici to let the fans have their identity once again for what? Because we have been waiting for uh, the Tottenham DNA, the Tottenham DNA to, to do what? To do what? 70 days being waiting for Nuno. Nuno was a good manager, but he's a sort of like of Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte. They decided to go through their truths, their feelings, but at the end of the day, they failed. Once again, Antonio did a miracle last season, but he failed to go on, to go on with their idea, with their DNA. So this is what it is, guys. And uh, I don't think that uh, after Mourinho, after Antonio, um, Julian Nagelsmann will be good enough to produce a new way to produce Tottenham Hotspur DNA. So this is what my feelings are. So uh, let's discuss about it, but I'm very clear about what I'm saying. Yeah, Martin Yarl was actually interviewed on TalkSport earlier today and he said that his choice would be Julian Nagelsmann uh, coming into Tottenham and building something, having a project. Um, Craig, come to you. This is Sorry, I, I, I strongly think that uh, Julian Nagelsmann will uh, yeah. never change anything. Will never change anything if Spurs failed with someone like Antonio or Jose Mourinho. We are talking about, uh, it's not about project manager, guys. It's not about instant manager or project manager. It's about being Tottenham Hotspur DNA. It's about being Pochettino's way. I don't know if Poch, I strongly think that uh, Poch is the right man to, to bring Spurs to the next level. It, I strongly think that it's an unfinished business, but it's not about Poch or someone like, like Poch. I think that a strong club, a strong uh, club knows to explain to every single player what has to be to being a proper sports player. This is my aim. Craig, let's come to you. Um, what needs to change? Because how many times have we all said on this channel, you know, when you go from Pochettino to... Jose Mourinho to Antonio Conte and you're not successful, you don't win a trophy. Um, what needs to change for you? Because surely the board must do something differently with the next manager. You're, you're the fault, so when you, can you hear me all right? Because the, the wife's yeah. in the shower, the wife's in the shower and it's really, it's really loud, the pump, which is right at the army. Um, what needs to change? Well, the thing is we've had, like you say, two or three if you count Nuno now, um, non-project managers, win now managers. Um, I think we've got to go, but we've had the most, we've, we've said before, the most successful, and I use successful with a small s, times, or should I say good, fast-flowing football, football that we want to see at, at the stadium, has been under Redknapp and Pochettino. So they've, they've tried these win-now managers, um, but they haven't given them the win-now tools to do it with. 
Um, Chelsea, when, when, when Conte was at Chelsea, they had a very different squad to the one we've got. They had a much better squad to the one we've got. Um, and they haven't brought in the players to give him the tools to do the job. Now, the thing is, you could argue that is Paratici doing the job he's paid to do? Whatever the hell that is, if he's even going to have a job next week. But I, that, that, is that's he, the he, thing, Greg, because he, his job is you know, very uncertain. He, he was meant to be in court today. It's been postponed until the 10th of May. His future at the club is uncertain. And that's, that's another thing that we've got to worry about in the summer. Well, the, the, for me, as soon as he's come up, why, why is he not getting rid of Paratici? Because I, I used to think he was brilliant, Paratici. And there's no doubt he's brought in some good players. But he's, for, for me, he's not, he's not got that world-class signing over the line that we was kind of thinking that, that they would, if they're going down that road. Like you said, the, one, the last one I was wowed with was Jürgen Klinsmann in 1994, which is nearly 30 years ago, which is mental. You know, you're not telling me we can't pull that off, you know? So is he doing his job properly? Um, look, I'm not Daniel Levy out, Enik out. I just want the club run properly. And I've, I've said on here before, we've all said it, if they put as much effort into the first-team squad as they do everything else, then we would be winning the Premiership, without a doubt. Because Great. I, th- I think it's very obvious that, that the owners are not going to be selling the club in the near future. So that's why I asked the question. If they're not going to sell up, surely they have yeah. to do things in a different way. Because when you look at the, the Pochettino situation, as Simone has said many, many times on this channel, you know he didn't spend a penny in 518 days, took us to yeah. a Champions League final. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the bond with Pochettino with the fans was absolutely yeah. incredible. We sacked him. Um, a short time after that Champions League final because we didn't start the season too well. The football wasn't great. Um, but in my opinion, he wasn't backed as perhaps Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte have been. Yeah. Um, you know, if we would have backed Pochettino at the time, things could have been very, very different. And then, of course, you brought in two serial winning managers uh, that haven't worked out because, of course, they want instant success. They want, you know, top quality uh, they want every player to give 110%. And, you know, some of these players are not capable of that, as Antonio Conte has said publicly last week. So what do Tottenham do next? What do the board do next in terms of um, do we go for another serial winning manager? Do we go down the route of actually having a, a five-year plan, of, of, of having a plan of this is the man that is going to take us forward? And even if we have a, a few ropey results and performances... This is the man we're going to stick with. Well, I think they've got to read the room first off. And they must um, see on Twitter and social media what the fans want. The fans want just better football. They want to be entertained. We haven't been entertained for the last three or four years. And that's, that, that's what football's about, being entertained. We've gone down these pragmatic managers. The last three managers we've had have been pragmatic. And where's that got us? You know, don't, don't get me wrong. Conte has improved. We got fourth the last year and he leaves us in fourth. So, you know, in that regard, league position, we have improved. But yeah. it's, not, it's just not good enough. And people saying about Sheffield United and blaming... I've, I've seen people blaming Daniel Levy that we lost to Sheffield United. That was absolutely nothing to do with Daniel Levy, <laughs> you know, or the board. That was the players not applying themselves properly and the, and the man, managerial team 
um, not getting enough out of the players. But then again, you could argue, why, why should they have to, against, with all due respect, against a second-string Sheffield United team? Even the team we had out that night should have been enough to beat them. You know, you've, well, got, you've got to have the heart, you've got to have the passion to do these things as, as a player. Craig, let me ask you, because under Pochettino, under Jose Mourinho, under Antonio Conte, they all put out weakened teams in these cup competitions. Are they told yeah. to, or is it their choices? God, that's a million-dollar question. I, I would imagine, to be honest, it, it's their choices. And Poch used to, did used to wind me up with that when he used to play weekend teams. You know, I think it was under him we went out to Colchester. Was it Colchester in the cup yeah. on penalties? Yeah. It drives me mad because putting a trophy in the cabinet, no matter what it is, all right, not the Audi Cup, but, you know, if it's a Carabao Cup, you know, obviously I'd love the FA Cup, but just a trophy, that, that FA Cup this year, if he was told to field a weekend team, I could imagine actually Conte saying, no, I'm not putting out a weekend team. You know, you... you you're, it's my job to pick the team, not yours. That's what I'd imagine he, he would have said, uh, knowing, knowing how Conte can be. So I, I genuinely think it was him that picked the team and it was wrong from the start. It sends out the wrong message. We should have gone strong from the start and we would have been through to the next round. Uh, it, that, like Lee said, that, that done it for me this season because that was a genuine opportunity to go far in a competition and certainly get to a final. It, it, it's just all wrong. And coming back to what the board and the club have to do now, they, as I say, they have to read the room because we need a manager in place that's going to play the football the fans want to watch. And I don't. Obviously, we don't get to hear everything that's going on. And for me, Pochi's not coming back now, or else he would already be in place, unless there's something Craig, going on Craig, that we Craig, don't know about. Craig, sorry, so, so yeah. sorry. I have a, a question for you. Did you think that maybe against Manchester City away, Man City four, Tottenham was for free, Tottenham were the best teams into the pitch? Do you did you think that uh, against Ajax, Tottenham were the best teams into the pitch? I don't think so. But that's really in a Mourinho's way, and for me, Poch is fantastic for that reason because he's absolutely complete. Because when he understood that he wasn't the best, even. Uh, teams team into the pitch it was absolutely great for me the most important thing in football is not about being the best team in the pitch because you cannot think that you can uh, dominate every single game so of course I'd love just like you say to be uh, I'd love to see once again Conamos for dominating uh, with you with Nagelsmann with Luis Enrique or stuff like that. But I think that it's not enough. It's not enough. So I'm hearing about many people that he's asking about uh, so Mourinho's football was, that was uh, Antonio Conte's football, is well, it was a fussy football and I completely agree. But when you need to make 75 points, for example, to make it a top four spot, I think that uh, 60 of them, you will make it by dominating the game. But 15, 10 or 15 in uh, very, very decisive months, just like April, March or May, you need to make it in a dirty side of football. So I think that Spurs need to appoint 
a manager that is complete to understand this kind of stuff. Okay, so for me, Porsche was absolutely complete. So it's not about reason of being me, romantic, in terms of uh, I'd love to see birds once again to appoint Pochettino. I still think that Porsche is a complete manager. I don't know, I strongly don't know many managers in Europe that are as complete as Poch. So this is my humble way of thinking football. Sorry, boss. No, no, you're, you know, look, look, everything you said was, uh, I, you know, I want, I want Poch back. And like I say, if I'm convinced he would have been in now, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Um, and all this crap about, it depends on Nagelsmann or Poch, whoever goes to Real Madrid and Spurs are like, get the second second best. To be honest, I'd have either of them, so I, I don't really care. Real Madrid can do what Real Madrid want to do. Personally, I, I don't know too much about Nagelsmann, but what I've seen of him and how he plays, I think it would be quite exciting football, certainly. Whether, whether he's, it would transition to the Premier League, and you don't get me right, you know, Tottenham is a huge task, and um, yeah. are we... Is he going to? Are we going to be too hard to please? Is, are we going to burn another manager? Why well, I think Pot should be the safer option for the board. Yeah. The, out of anybody on the planet, the, the fans would give him more time than anybody else. I think, and it would take it would take the the pressure off the board and Daniel Levy. So if I was Daniel Levy, I'd have been on the phone to Pot. Right, yeah, Mitchio, what do you want? What do you want? Pain? What do you want? How many backroom staff do you want? You can have yeah, it because absolutely. it gets it gets all the crap off his desk for a little while, and pot, the fans will get behind. I know a lot of you out there don't want to go back to him, and I get that. That's your opinion. I think that probably the not I wouldn't say an overwhelming majority, but a vast majority of fans, um, certainly over 60 percent that I've seen on Twitter would have Potch back, and I think he'd win over the rest of them over the course of half a season. I genuinely think that and people would say, yeah, he's, he is the man for the job. I just don't get this bored while they haven't gone for Poch again because yes, you could say it would be the easy way out for them, but I think it's the right choice as well. I, I genuinely do. Unless they've got something up their sleeve, unless they've spoken to Nagelsmann, they want him, they realise his situation, he's still contracted essentially to buy until the end of the season from what I understand and he can't physically manage another club until uh, June. But what I don't understand is why Stellini's still there. That That is bizarre to me. Like you said, Chris, I'd never, ever seen that before. And I know Yol was, was it Ramos's assistant? Was he Ramos's assistant, I think? But that slightly different situation, wasn't it? So this is two friends who've known each other for years and he's basically taken his mate's job. That's That's what it is. That's what's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't get it. And look, if you don't want Potch back, totally respect your opinion. But for me, he is, he is the man that that could take the load of any manager out there. Because make no mistake, whoever takes this job on next is going to be under huge pressure from day one. Absolutely. Yeah, what I just <clears throat> would love to say is that it's not about being an Eastern manager or a project manager. For me, the problem of sports is not about being Jose Mourinho or Antonio Conte. For me, the biggest problem is that you don't owe anything about being a project manager or an Eastern manager. The problem is that 
I'd love to see once again wearing the Spurs DNA. And uh, I saw once in my lifetime, because of course we all, we all loved Ariana Paul Martiol, but I don't think there is any manager in the world just like Poch to bring Tottenham to a Champions League final. So it's not about being, you know, Jose failed. Antonio failed. So why Nagelsmann would have been successful at Tottenham? You know, Tottenham belong to some values, to some way of being. So for me, it's about Pochettino. Because we are talking about, guys, this is an incredible football club. An incredible football club where every, everyone, also Pep Guardiola would fail. Also Jurgen Klopp would fail at this football club. You know, guys, the situation is, is clear. It's a mud. Everyone. Right. Yes. So let, let me just say it's Poch because Poch is the only <laughs> one in the world that would go through. So this is my I'll drink what he's drinking. Right? Spurs. Spurs are madness, guys. Stop. This is my, my <laughs> I'll have a sip. But, there is some James, before I come to you, um there is some breaking news from Sky Sports News. Uh, Sky Sports Germany have just reported there have been there has been contact between Tottenham and Julian Nagelsmann, but a quick decision is unlikely. So the parties oh, are in talks. Right. Um, I thought I thought that would shut up Simone for a little while. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Simone, we'll, 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 we'll come we'll, we'll come on to you in a second. Um, James, give me your thoughts on the last couple of years because ever since Pochettino left picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The club seems to have gone round in circles. We keep replacing managers. As I said at the start of the show, the 2018-2019 season, you'd have to go back that far uh, before you'd notice a manager managed us for the entire season. How have you felt these last few years? Well, I think that's the last season that I enjoyed the football, uh, if I'm honest. Yeah, I enjoyed that uh, attacking play from 2017 onwards, 2017, 18, 19. I, I used to turn up and watch the games and be excited. I haven't been excited in the last few seasons to watch us play. I think this season we've been grafting out results, but not in an exciting way. That When Pochettino, I know we're going back over some points from before, when Pochettino was uh, managing... There was a bounce about the place. There was a buzz. I loved I loved going to the games. And um, I haven't felt like that since Terry Venables, showing my age here a little bit. But that that feeling with Gaz and Lineker and Venables, that 
chemistry of how amazing it was to be a Spurs fan, Pochettino got that. And um, I think once we lost him, that we're, we're finding out now as Spurs fans how deep a cut that was because we've been trying to fill that void ever since and making mistakes. But my biggest thing I want to stop is this cycle that keeps going round. And the only way to stop it is with patience, a three to five year contract. The magic one for me is Pochettino with that time and the patience from the fans and all of us together. We do deserve more, but I think Pochettino straight away will be playing exciting yeah. football. So the fans will get behind him, even if the results are not quite getting there and the top four is not quite getting there. I think the football will be excited to go and see and as fans will be excited to go and see what Pochettino gets out of the team. Um, so I think with that, we will give him time. So again, what the other guys are saying, I think I think Levy should be on the phone saying, what do you want? Give you what you want. And uh, yeah, that the magic would be that with the patience and a new project and a long-term contract because none of it before has worked since he's gone. And... And that deep cut needs filling. And I think he's the only man, for me, that would fill it. Even Nagelsmann, like, I, I agree with Simone. What's, what I think it could be going down the same track again in terms of, like, giving one to two years and then will his head get turned by somebody else? Um, whereas Pochettino loves the club and we love Pochettino and we'd give him time. Yeah. So you'd be happy if Nagelsmann come in then, James, because... He's only 35, very young manager, very successful. I'd be, I'd be a little bit wary because I think we're still doing the same thing with this cycle. I think, I think there'd, there'd be a way, there'd be a part of me excited because he was a Bayern Munich coach, he's done well. Um, but didn't he lose the dressing room as well? Um, I know he's a young manager, so the excitement is nowhere near as the same as the, the relief I'd feel if it was someone like Pochettino. Because I do think then we might stop this cycle of every two years getting a new manager. I think with Pochettino coming back for the second time with a longer contract, then we really are going to be challenging in the next two or three years. That's what I feel. And Nagelsmann... Yeah, I'll, totally right. Totally right, James. I just think it would lift the whole place, Poch yeah. coming back. But all right, you might, lo you might lose that. You will. Well, of course you'll lose that, you know, uh, after a little while. But it will lift the whole place, like you yeah. say. The training ground, the staff, the, yeah. the stadium. Right. Can you imagine that stadium first home game if Poch was back now? And I think Kane six. Even if we didn't get top four, if Poch was there. Well, yeah, there there is that. But you know, Daniel Levy holds all the cards with that one. He's not going to sell him if he doesn't want to. He's no. you know sad to say he's got a contract. And I've said on here before. I think you know the money that we get for Champions League qualification, even if Kane goes on a free, it's kind of a moot point because mm -hmm. if you're just talking finances, he's not going to lose out much money if we get top four next season and Kane goes on a free. So I don't yeah. think that will bother him too much. Um, personally, I think Kane will stay anyway. I What I absolutely detest, and sorry to come in before Melvin there, Chris, I, is the media and Sky, certain pundits. Every, I just knew it yesterday while watching the England game. Gerard. They're going to talk about Harry Gerard again. Yeah. Who else do they talk about? Oh, do you, must Harry Kane leave Tottenham to win trophies? Just it wrong, let though, it go. Well. Just yeah. yeah, he got it completely wrong. Yeah. You know, he's been here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, he was on loan. He's been at Spurs since he was like seven or whatever. 
you know, he's, but he's, he's been, been on loan. Liverpool and about how he was born there, but he was born 10 miles from Anfield and yeah. came born four miles from White Hart Lane. So. Yeah, and he <laughs> said, he said all, my, all, my, all my family are Liverpool fans. Yeah, yeah all Kane's family are Tottenham fans. So, exactly. Steve, shut, shut up. And, and know, they all didn't do it. Yeah, it, it, it drives me insane. They don't do it with anybody else. They don't right. do it with anybody else. And he's always Kane. And I just don't listen to it now because it just winds me up too much. But, also, uh, sorry, sorry, Chris. Sorry, it's one thing. You know, like Kane say he hasn't, he hasn't won a Champions League medal. I could, we could probably go through about 50 players that have won Champions League medals that are just no, couldn't even fit to Lacey's boots as a player. No. And, and do you know, um, you know what, as well, people say... Um, Alan Shearer only won one premiership, right? But at least he won the premiership. What does it come up on match of the day? It doesn't come up Alan Shearer premiership winner with Blackburn. It no. comes up Alan Shearer record yeah, Premier League goal scorer, 260 goals. Yeah. Right? So, so, you know, if you say Shearer, what's the first thing you think of? I said it on here before. Premier League all-time goal scoring record. Yeah. Right? And Shearer went home to play at Newcastle. Shearer went to play for his boyhood club. Kane plays for his team. Regardless of, you know, these photos, photos of him in an Arsenal shirt with red hair, you know, <laughs> Kane's a Spurs boy. So, Craig, to put it, a bit it, of balance on it, if, if you were Harry sure. Kane's dad, yeah, what would you be telling your son to do? And you've not won a single trophy at Tottenham. I'd be honest telling honest him, I'll, gi I'll, I'll, gi I'll give him my honest answer. I would say, Harry, you've got to do what you want, what you feels right. You've got to do what you want to do. If you want to go, if, if trophies mean that much to you and you and you want to finish your career, guaranteed trophy winner, guaranteed. I don't think there's any such thing as a guarantee unless no. you're going somewhere like City, by the way. Exactly. But, you know, you, then you consider your options. But think about what would... Oh, but this is, this is me personally. I would, I would say, what would it mean to you to win something possibly win something with Manchester United or possibly win something with Tottenham. You know, I think um, many players have so said, many, Gerard. He's had so many chances at Tottenham. And we're, has, we're miles, we're miles been, away from he, the trophy right now. Chris, Chris to be fair to Kane as well, to be fair to Kane as well, he's had the opportunities. Yes. He's played in yeah. finals, right? Yeah. And he hasn't, you could say he hasn't turned up himself. So he's got to look at himself to a, to a degree. You know, we've said that before, and I'm not. You know, I don't like yeah. criticizing Harry because he's so good. But there, you know, there's part of that. He's been part of that team, and the best players drag their teammates through. And we've not turned up in finals, even though the Champions League final didn't start off well. And you know, we all know the handball rule changed the season after, and that could have been so so different. But you know, um, honestly. What would I be telling him? I'd, I'd be telling him that it's your choice, Harry. And I think the only person that genuinely knows what he wants to do is Harry Kane. And if he wants to stay, he's most welcome. And I really hope, really hope he, he does stay with us for another season. Yeah, I think that's uh, another big problem for us uh, Tottenham Hotspur fans in the summer. And of course, there will be so much speculation on the likes of Sky Sports, etc. Uh, for the whole summer. Um, Melvin, Chris, let's come to Chris, you. Chris, just before go you go to Melvin, what, just, just one more point on Harry. If I was Daniel Levy and he, your prized asset, I would be involving him in the manager's discussions, not to the point of how they've involved Mbappe in France, like who basically um, runs everything by the sound of it. I would be in a meeting with Harry Kane saying, what would keep you, what would make you not want to leave this club? Who do you want? 
I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they should be doing that. I think they should be doing that and involving Harry because Harry should be now, in my opinion, become captain because Hugo's probably on his way out in the summer, I'd imagine. So you involve your captain, you involve your one world-class player and you see, you get his opinion, you get a feel around the squad because if you're making decisions at board level without involving the senior leadership team within the squad, for me, that's wrong. You know, the arrogance that you can do it because you're, you're, you're the board of the club. No, 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 no. You've got this wrong too many times. A lot of these things you've got wrong too many times. Involve the players. Involve your Harry Canes, you know, because this, this is what's got to change at Tottenham. Involve the people who've got the boots on the ground, so to speak. Ask them what they want and listen to what the fans want as well while you're at it. But that's just my opinion. Not a chance that any of that's going to happen, though, Craig, is there? Let's be honest. No, but I, absolutely. Yeah, no that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying must happen. In my opinion, that has to happen yeah, if I'm, we want change. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. Change. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Change. I'm not saying yeah. you're wrong, but I just there is just no way on this earth that, that Daniel Levy is going to take advice from anybody else. And I don't think, and I'm sorry I'm jumping in, right, but I, I seriously don't think that uh, Daniel Levy's feeling any pressure about who he gets and I don't think it really matters to them as long as they're still churning out Champions League football or getting close to Champions League football and getting that money in I don't think they'll give a monkey's toss to and, be honest and with therein you. lies therein lies the problem you know 330 exactly. days that stadium stays empty right and people are say it should just be for football personally I'd love them to be doing something there all the other 330 days and bringing the money in if it's invested back into the team I absolutely you know absolutely. I, I don't care Build, build your go-kart tracks, have concerts galore, have rugby there. Do whatever you want to do. Bring the money in, but invest it back into the team. Get the debt repaid, of course, but that will take care of itself. Invest that money back into the team. That's the key. That's bit. all I'm asking. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but they won't, and they don't. It's, it, football, the football club, the, rub. the football club is almost like a sideline to everything else that goes on. It's like another finger in the pie. You've got your class, you've, you've got your American football, you've got your big shop, you've got your you've got your your food and drink and all that other kind of stuff. And then of course you've also got a football team and a ladies' football team and this and that. And it's just another finger in the pie. It's not about Tottenham Hotspur anymore. It's about it's about Enoch and what they can get out of it and what they can what they can do. And ultimately mm-hmm. they're making so much money out of it that it really doesn't matter to them. They're not going to read the room, like you've said. They're not going to go, the fans really want Pochettino. It's going to make a big difference to the club. They couldn't give them monkeys. They will do whatever they think is right for them, regardless. Regardless. And I'm sorry to be the negative person on here, but that's just as I, just how I see it. It's not negatively. It's just sharing your opinion. You're, you're very welcome to it. Um, Melvin, let's come to you. Um, it seems quite a... An easy thing to do for Spurs if they wanted it to happen by bringing Maurizio Pochettino back. He's always said that he would like to return to the club. Why do you think that Spurs have not turned to Poch? Honestly, <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay. We, we all know, Simone, who you want as manager. I think you made it very clear. Very clear. Yeah, but yeah. Um, honestly, all you have to. All you have to do is go onto my Twitter and see my pinned tweet, and you'll see why I really want Pochettino. I, um, honestly, the guy is incredible, and um, we all love him. But and 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 I say this with a heart. But we're still the same club. I think 
we still have the same problems of when he left. And I think, honestly, and this is quite sad when I say this, I will, I will want Pochettino to come back once or every single player that played under him is gone. And there's a new slate. And there's, sadly, if, even if, if that means Harry Kane is no longer at the club, yeah. it's just my opinion. It, it's just my opinion. I, I feel like even Eric Dyer, Ben Davis, Hugo Lloris, we can name them all if you want. But I just, if he's going to come back, it's going to be a completely new slate. And there's nothing, it's, it's just a, a new team. And, and because let's say Pochettino comes back and he does the train, the same training sessions, this, the same speeches, Harry Kane's going to say, listen, I've heard all of this before and we got to the final and, and we came up short. It's just, to me, yes, he went to PSG and he won trophies there. Let's not forget. And I spoke to PSG fans and they said Pochettino was quite good, even though the media will say he failed, he did it win the Champions League. But, but anyway, that's a different story. To me, to me, I want to go back to this point because I've been waiting for a while and I wanted to say um, probably all of you right now are Conte out or were Conte out. But before yesterday, I was talking to my friend who's an, an Inter supporter and, and, and an AC Milan supporter and who watch Conte in the Italian league. And he says he's always like this. He's always grumpy. He's always passionate about football. And when he did that rant, I was happy because I wanted someone to start yelling at the club, yelling about these issues. I was happy. I wish he personally named the players. I wish he mentioned by name, for example, let's say, Hoiberg, you were the problem. Dyer, you were the problem. I wish he said that because I'm going to keep thinking about which players was he talking about. Because they are right. the problem, and and yeah, they guys. need to leave. Yeah, guys. But, and they, wait, 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 Simone. I waited quite a while for this. Um, Pochettino's, Pochettino's been one of the greatest managers we've had, and his points tally is one point eight nine in the Premier League per game points per game. Conte is about one point zero point one point behind him, and we've been having a horrible season, a horrible season. And he's point one behind them. And and if that crazy penalty wasn't given, we'd be third right now. And he wouldn't have been sacked. The game, I always say it, the game is extremely fine margins. One one shitty referee call. In my opinion, it wasn't a penalty. It was never a penalty. But whatever. It was a mistake done by a young kid who 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 we put on. At that moment, I said, yes, bring on Saar some energy. And then he, he did a mistake. Anyway, we forgive him. But a very unlucky thing created all of this. Because if we would have won at Southampton and got the three points, and we would have conceded two goals, Conte would have yelled at them behind the scenes, behind closed doors. And we'd be sitting third right now. And the international break, we would have been happy because we were saying, oh, we're on track to finish into the top four. And we've had one of the most complicated seasons I've ever seen in my life. Now, I'm only 29 years old, but I've never seen a season where we've had a Winter World Cup, where we've had one of the coaching staff die, you know, who I felt horrible about. I still think about that guy because I fell in love with his character. Yeah. And, and, and I used to love to see him with Hyun Min Son 
Hyunmin Son had one of the worst seasons after finishing, in, you know, top scorer of the league. Son has been dreadful this season, and we keep we never mention that. Son has been useless this season, useless, and he's one of one of my favorite players. We 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 had the Winter World Cup. The and 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 if another thing, if you look at the other Champions League squads, Chelsea, Liverpool. Manchester City and us. Manchester City have about 20 world-class players. So obviously they're still challenging for the league. They're behind Arsenal. Look at the other th- look at the other three. Us, Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea and Liverpool have been struggling. They've been playing high tempo Champions League football, Premier League, Champions League, Premier League, Champions League, Premier League. They're exhausted. And then they play- most of the players were shipped to the World Cup. We've never seen a, a season as complicated and crazy. No, never, never, never in my life have I seen something like this. Yet, we could have been third. And we sacked him over this. I think this is why Conte was calling for the fans, be patient, be patient. And when, 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 when the journalists were saying, talking about the league, he started to laugh. No, we're still building, we're still building, we're getting there. He said these things. He told us these things. This is a process. It's going to take window after window after window. We were never going to get all this, the signings right. We were never because we're not. We're not even. We're not that club. I think our best transfer window. We never get more than one or two really spot on signings. It's, it was going to take a while. And I think Levy and Enoch lately, to be to be fair, they haven't done much wrong. Because they've put the money up, they put the forty-five billion for Pedro Porro. They got it over the line. They spent and they put the cash injection in the summer. So they're adding funds, and we're starting to see us flex a little bit the the financial power. And we've only still had, I think, one season, one full season behind our 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 stadium, our money generating stadium. We can talk about this for days, but. We've been incredibly unlucky. And and don't forget, we've had our best player, my favorite player, Rodrigo Bentancourt, yeah. get injured. On top of that, probably he's the second top scorer, I think, with five Premier League goals. He's the second top scorer. And we've lost him. Yes, the good thing is now Oliver Skip is playing. But when when and then everyone wants to have Conte sacked. We forget about these things. All of these contribute to, 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 to probably that day. And Conte lost it. He's Italian. Italians are extremely, extremely passionate people. And on that day, he lost it. And I was happy he did that rant. And if I was Levy, and, but I'm not in that position, I would have said, listen, you're employed by this club. Finish this season. And then we'll talk in the summer. And whatever players don't fight and put 100% for the badge, I will I will speak to them when it comes to the summer. I will say you. I'm not going to say names because I don't know who. I will say you. Talk to your agent. Find the club because we don't want you here at Spurs anymore. The manager, you have to respect him. And I think Levy, in a way, hung out um, Conte to dry. Because if, I've, if I'm a player and I, and I know he's going to be gone in the summer or there's a bit of cloudiness around the contract situation. I'm going to start thinking, listen, 
he's not going to be here next summer. So I don't have to put in 100% for this manager. I think Conte was very unlucky, very unlucky. Yes, he made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. He made mistakes. He made he made mistakes that I, I, I won't for, forgive him for. For example, he's been very stubborn with the formation. He's He didn't play Richarlison when he deserved to play against AC Milan. Um, I, we can name them all all day. Why did we? Why did he never play Dan Juma? Why didn't he give him a chance? Why did doesn't he rotate the squad when to keep the players fresh? Pochettino was quite good at this in his last season when we got to the Champions League final. He used to rotate between the players and they got minutes and and we used to play fourth every now and then. Wanyama, Trippier. He used to rotate them, Ben Davis, Danny Rose, and they used to Melvin, come in and out can, of the team. Melvin, can I ask you yeah. just about the club signing uh, aspect? Because I, I feel that that needs to change at the club. I know I know, it may be modern day football. It's not just Tottenham this happens at. But when a yeah. manager or a head coach gets players in that they have not chosen and they are club signs, is that right for you? Yeah, well, we, didn't get, we didn't get Conte's number one target. You know, Bastoni, we didn't get him over the line either. He probably started his summer probably pissed off and thinking, I wanted this guy. I was going to, you know, build my, build, like he's an anchor. You know, you build, you leagues are won by your defense. And we're still playing with Eric Dyer and Ben Davis, you know, and we had to bring Longley in on, on a season long loan. You know, if he, he did okay, Longley, but it's not Bastoni. He wanted him. And if, if we got Bastoni for Conte, then the pressure is on Conte. Listen, we brought you your guy. This is this is the guy you wanted. We spent sixty-five million on him. And 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 Paratici would probably say the same to him. Listen, we brought you the players you wanted. One by one. And that's why Conte Conte is smart. And so is Jose. Um they they say these things in the media, so they cover their behind. You know, they say club signing club signing this guy is a club signing so when he's not played or 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 there's we can see gaps in the squad right away the fans will say they didn't bring me my number one target and it's there's there's both sides to the story i think the board are at fault conte is at fault i think these problems have been spanning because our priorities weren't in line. I think the club have different priorities than Conte. You know, they yeah. Enoch wants, Levy wants, win, win, not win, actually, top four now. And Conte wants to win now. And the fans want entertaining football and to win trophy. It's not it's not the same. It's the how do you say the Tottenham fans, we've we used to be patient. We've been patient long, long enough. And we want to see us win now, but the progress, all the progress we made under Pochettino, and all that patience, all that five years of building, it just seems we lost all of that. All of that, all yeah. of that, we lost it. We lost it all. The all the foundation work Pochettino did to bring us to where we were, we lost it. And we have to start from from day one. It just seems we're like. We're the same where we were under Tim Sherwood and, and AVB. It's like we're the same. We still have Gareth Bale is 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 Harry Kane. It's it's the same. We're a, it's like we're a one man team. 
we he leaves and and we rebuild and we start again it's 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 that sort of thing and there's whoever we bring in no pressure we start again and and we buy young exciting players english players we bring the academy and it just seems we have to start from 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 scratch from day one and and we have to back who's ever in charge and it's gonna it's gonna be a long process and that's not what the fans want we fans want to win now and and because we've we, we i don't want to see harry kane retire and not win anything i rather him leave the club than see him retire at spares and not win a trophy it's my opinion it, I, i'll i'll it will hurt me if, if he doesn't win a trophy because i think he's done so much for us i think he's done so much for us and it's it's a shame it's a shame because on one hand if we want to win now and and so hurricane wins the trophy it's like you know what i mean you could you could go both ways if if we start off with a project manager hurricane's going to be like this project is going to take three to four yep. years why am i going to stay here and and wait three to four years by that time i'll be 33 34 and 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 risk not winning anything i think honestly my opinion i think hurricane will stay and leave on a free transfer he'll 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 do his best and the fans will applaud him when he leaves and because they will say you tried you tried and you tried and it, it just it didn't happen so go win win with someone else all the best and and there'll be no hard feelings Melvin, Roy writes on screen now. Very good points, Melvin. Um, Daniel Levy needs to get this next appointment right. Um, last couple of questions for you all. Um, I just want to ask you all who, if you could choose, uh, what manager would you like at the club next? I know, obviously, Simone is going to say Pochettino. Um, and then, of course, we'll come on to the Everton game. Uh, so the last couple of questions. Lee, let's start with you. If it was your choice, who would you like to see as the next Spurs head coach? Well, personally, I, I, I really don't think it's going to make a difference, right? Under this, under this owner, I, I really don't think it's going to make a difference. I think it's going to be, um, it, unless we go for Pochettino, I think it will be exactly the same for whoever the next manager is. The only difference I think with Pochettino is he knows what he's getting himself in into, and may well know a way of dealing with that kind of situation. So for me. I think that the most sensible thing would be to go for Pochettino because I think in 18 months we'll be in exactly the same position as we are now with anybody else. I think Pochettino may well be the only one that will uh, that will buck that trend. So that's my view. Lee, Danny Rose said a week or so ago that he doesn't think that Daniel Levy and the club will go for Pochettino because it would be their way of admitting that they got it wrong in 2019. Do you believe that? Or do you think there's another reason why we haven't called Pochettino yet? No, I can see that. I can see that. I don't think Daniel Levy is, is is that arrogant that he will never go back on a decision he's made because he thinks he's right in whatever he does. So I, I can absolutely see that. And, and Danny Rose had obviously had some kind of relationship with uh, with Levy because he said in the old uh, all or nothing thing, I'll, I'll go to to um, Jose. I'll go and have a word with Daniel. So he obviously has a relationship enough with him to be able to go and knock his door so I, yeah absolutely i can see that absolutely what about nagelsman lee would he excite you 
Listen, I'll support whoever they bring in. Whoever the manager is that they bring in, I will support them because I, I want them to do well. I, I, I would give them my wholehearted support, watch how they play football and all the rest of it. Like a, like crazy. I don't know a lot about him. I don't I don't know um, what sort of football he plays and all the rest of it. Everybody else tells me he's really good and he plays exciting football and so on and so forth. Great, fine. If that's, if that's what we're going to do, absolutely, I will back it 100%. But... And it comes back to the thing, and like I say, I know I've been the negative one on this on this chat today, but I do think that in eighteen months' time we'll probably be back in exactly the same boat because Daniel Levy and the board and the way we work will strangle the life out of any coach unless they really know what they're getting themselves into. It has to be different, though, Lee. It surely has to be. And if you were a why? manager, why? Why, I, does it, why does it have to be different, though, Chris? It has to be well, different for us as, as, as fans, right? For us, it has to be different, right? But why if, does it have to be different for for Enoch? Well, why if you are a care? potential, if you're a potential manager right now, and you have seen Pochettino be sacked, you've seen Jose Mourinho be sacked six days before a final. You've seen the club take seventy-two days to appoint Nuno. That didn't work out. You've then seen the club appoint Antonio Conte. You've then seen that explosive rant last week as a potential manager at Tottenham Hotspur. You have seen Antonio Conte say all of that. Surely you would be asking yourself 101 questions. And if you went into a job interview at Hotspur Way or Lily White House with Daniel Levy in the board, surely, Lee, you'd be having 500 questions written down to say, what am I going to be given? What assurances have I got? What's going to be different from Pochettino to Jose Mourinho to Conte, blah, 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 blah. Surely there are so many questions to ask. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You'd, you'd have all those questions, wouldn't you? But at the end of the day, um, if they don't give you the answers that you want to hear, you're going to walk away, right? Or are you? Or is the, or is the arrogance of the manager and the, the self-belief of the manager enough to say, well, I can, work, well, I can work with that. I can do that because I'm good enough. I'm a good enough manager to turn around this, that, or the other. I'm, I'm a good enough manager to take to change the attitude of the players or or how we, the atmosphere around the ground or whatever. So you're gonna believe in yourself, right? So you've got to. If you're if you're in that sort of environment and you're at that sort of level, that you can walk into into Tottenham Hotspur and and uh, and present to that board what you that you're gonna be their next manager. You've got to have something about you. But if you're asking those questions and you're not getting back what you want, you should be walking away. But a lot of managers won't because they'll believe in themselves. And also there's a massive lure in the amount of money that you're going to get paid, the amount of kudos you're going to get from that club uh, and where that takes you on a springboard to other jobs. So, you know, there's a lot of things to consider in all of that. But, you know, for the average human being walking in there, you're going to go, no, I want this and I want that and I want the other. There's no guarantees you're going to get that because I I would have thought that that Conte would have had these conversations surely, and if they had said yeah. to him, yes, we're going to back you, yes, we're going to buy you the players you want, and what we're seeing is no, they didn't back him with the players they want. They might have done this, that, or the other, and he didn't get what he wanted out of it. Then you know, uh, this is where we end up. Roy writes here, we could be the first club to be interviewed by a manager. I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> so, Mo, you let's must be, you must be mad. You must be mad to want to come to this club. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Simone, let's come to you. I know you're a big Pochettino fan. 
Yeah, um, but don't, don't ask me about Poch because I love I love him so much. So <laughs> don't ask me about him because of course. Do you have any love? Do you have any love for Julian Nagelsmann? No, definitely no. And uh, this is a great point to start, guys. First of all, I absolutely love Melvin. I respect him a lot. I love his truths and feelings. But I need to be honest, guys. I'm not thinking about Spurs, about uh, Eastern managers or maybe project managers. If you think that this is the problem, you are completely wrong, guys. You are completely wrong. Because if Daniel Levy wants every single season to being able to finish into the top four, that's a mistake. Because in the modern Premier League, if you wish to finish into the top four, you need to build a team that is capable of winning the league. Because Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U, Man City, Newcastle, things like that, stuff like that, if you want to finish into the top four, you need to build a team that is capable of winning the league. If you want to finish in top four. So, first of all, the Tottenham year Tottenham needs to protect its own funds. This is my, my feelings and my aim. But it's not about uh, Eastern managers like just like Jose or Antonio. It's not about project managers like, just like uh, Julian Nagelsmann. Because what do you want to do with Nagelsmann? Maybe one year, maybe one year and a half, and maybe we got sucked. So it's not about playing the Tottenham DNA, playing Tottenham way. It's about being complete. It's about being the Tottenham DNA, trying to build once again a Spurs side that is capable to face everyone in the next couple of two, three or four five years. And uh, I don't know, guys, I loved, just like you, Marty Yol, Eric Renap, but maybe Posh was the best. So this is why I always kept on saying Poch was the best. Poch, Maurizio Pochettino. For this, this reason, <laughs> I love Antonio. I had so much respect towards Jose. But if you want to feed the way you are, this is the manager for you. This is my feelings. Simone, do you dream of, uh, of Maurizio Pochettino holding a trophy? Yeah, definitely. But uh, I opened uh, my Instagram uh, two years, two two weeks ago, uh, two days ago. But it was in Japan, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> so I don't think he will come back sooner. So maybe in the summer, or stuff like that. But I don't know. Craig, if it was your choice, who would you who would you go with? I think you know, <clears throat> I'd go with Pochettino. And if the uh, if that was the case, if the if like the welcome video that was released by the media team isn't him writing on a blackboard or a whiteboard in 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 the uh, in the changing room, yeah. I'm back. It, 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 somebody's not doing their job properly. Um, for me, um, if Daniel Levy came out and did a rare video on the website on YouTube, whatever, and just gave the fans. Um, a 10, 15 minute video just of him talking and just coming out and saying I got it wrong I admit I got it wrong but now I'm trying to put it right can you imagine alright there'll be a there'll be a, 
a part of the fan base that will never want Levy in charge, right? The, the, no matter what he says. But can you imagine the people he would win, win back a little bit of respect by coming out and saying they got it wrong? Because the, the thing is, we all know they got it wrong. We all know they've got it wrong. If they actually come out and said, look, we're the custodians of this club, as Daniel's told us before, we've got it wrong, but we're trying to put it right. We've brought Mauricio back because we think he's, he's the one that can get us out of this mess. And I'm not saying they'll go as far as saying, <laughs> you know, we were wrong to sack him. But just come out and say we were, we were wrong to, you know, basically let, let the fans read into it what they said. But at least they're admitting mistakes. At least they're admitting that pragmatic managers aren't going to work for this club and this fan base. I just think he'd win back a hell of a lot of people just by doing that. Just an honest response to this. But like you say, they've got to get it right, no matter what I say, no matter what we say, Great. and anybody else. Great. Yes, yes, mate. Um, because because Levy does this all the time. He would argue from his perspective, like sacking Pochettino was the right thing to do at that time, and even you know Mourinho and Conte now. He always does this, where in his perspective, it's the right thing to do, and some fans agree and some fans don't, but. That's football, but but in it, Levy always argues about how, from his perspective, it's like it was the only the only solution at the time. Pochettino lost the dressing room, so you have to get a reaction. You know, Jose was available, and then Jose lost the dressing room, and the only re- the only way to get the reaction was to sack him. Yes, it was before a cup final. We all said these things, but from I'm like yourself, not Enoch in, not Enoch out. I always support the club. But he always argues from his perspective, it's it's like his hands were tied. It's like it's the only thing logical was to do. And the same with Conte. That's how, the way he looks at it. He sees 22 people in the dressing room. Half of them don't like the manager or more than half of them. And they're not responding to what he's saying. And it's like his hands were tied. He had, he had to sack this world-class manager who's won... Titles at, at Juventus, won titles at Inter, won with the national team, and all of a sudden, it's not working with Tottenham Hotspur. And it's like his hands are tied. It's not he he who wanted to get rid of him. It's just like he 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 does it for the short term gain because he he doesn't want to miss out on Champions League football. But if we keep doing this short term thing, where we always look for the now. But only looking at top four, we're never really going to progress forward because we're going to keep thinking if next season, whoever we hire, if we keep thinking like this, if we don't think for the future, four, five, six years and start to build proper foundations in every single position. You know, now Hugo Lloris, our club captain, is getting you know old. He's making a little bit of mistakes. Now we need to sign probably a really, really strong player in that position and start building from there. You know, is the captaincy going to be available next next summer? Are we going to give it to Harry Kane? Are we going to give it to whoever comes in? It's There's lots of question marks that need to be answered, and they need to be, you know, spot-on decisions. I think last season we made top four because we signed two very good players, and we had a very good coach at the moment, and we were all pulling from one rope. And all of a sudden, if we don't pull from the same rope, it just seems there was, you know, different clicks and all of this. And we've heard it before. 
we've heard how toxic it was under Jose and and this culture is 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 terrible because if you lose the dressing room all of a sudden it's the manager who gets sacked it, and it's wrong because it's the manager does his best and 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 it's not fair on him sometimes but it's the players who should bear the mistakes and bear the consequences not the manager but like like i sorry i i cut in but from leave, from from enix side sometimes i think they they get they get wrongly mistreated or or criticized sometimes not always because they do things horribly wrong sometimes but at times you have to applaud them for what they what they've done i think everyone's expectations of tottenham hotspur over the past 10 years have went from here to up here we used to think you know we were a europa league side now champions league is absolute must and our priorities have risen our expectations of the club have risen we want trophies now we demand it we want them now so that's mm. in a way a blessing and a disguise because pochettino and enic gave us that and they've invested money they brought poro in they've they they're signing slowly they're doing the rebuild because because romero's 23 Kulisevsky is 21, Benton course 24 or something like that. It's a young squad. Besuma's quite young. We forget about Besuma, who's an absolutely brilliant signing, who hasn't kicked on yet. We still have the rebuild is slowly happening. So with Conte or without Conte, I think whoever manager comes in next season is going to find a completely improved squad. We just have to need, need to cut some of the deadwood out. And, and I think... I think Enoch and Levy are stuck a little bit. They don't know if they're going to sell the club, keep it. It's just they need to they need to follow the old things that they used to do. They, they it's like they lost track of of their vision and they were swayed by Jose. They were swayed by the big names and we are a club that invests in the youth and and and, and fast attacking flair players. We lost track of the type of profile of players that we buy when we started buying Matt Dorothy and, and these players that, that we thought were going to improve us immediately. But, you know, we need to go back to the old to the old spares and, and buy not prospects because you know what I mean? I think I think you know a little bit what I mean. When when no, when, no, when I say when I say when I say go back to the old spares, I mean like when when we used to buy re- players to improve that position that we know we're going like Toby, like Wanyama. I mean those transfer windows were were brilliant for us. We need to go back to buying solid players and and that need to improve us immediately. And and um and we'll see. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a massive, massive summer. We say this every year, but I think this this season they have to really, really get it right. I think they had a chance. They com- they managed to convince Kane the summer he wanted to leave to, to City. They managed to convince him somehow to stay, and we were gonna rebuild. But that all went all went down. I and now they have to, now they have to do it again. Go on, Craig. Uh, I, I, I don't think, Melvin, that they actually convinced him to stay. I, I just think two things yeah. happened. I think Daniel Levy just basically said, I'm not selling you. And Man City didn't come in with him and offer to even make him turn his head. I don't think that was yeah, even the case. Sure. 
Pers personally, um, uh, going back to the squad, I would be quite excited to see what somebody like Poch could do with our current squad. Actually, I'm not saying we don't need improvements. We clearly do. But I think there's, there are some young players, like you say, in there that I think he could work, work some good stuff with. You know, I think he proved when we went were four at the back with Walker and Rose bombing on. You don't necessarily have to play a wing-back system. I think Porro would still get forward in a four. I think Udogi would still get forward in a four. Um, it's the system that he plays and, and the high press. People say, well, Kane can't do it anymore. He's a, he's a, he's a fit fella. And if you're playing Kane in the role he is now, he's, he still presses. He's still getting around the pitch. So, so you could still do that. You just move the whole team up the pitch a bit. It would be nice to see us not defending their 18-yard line for the whole bloody game. But, you know, to get everybody up. And I think the players would enjoy it a bit more. They just didn't look like they was enjoying it to me. Even from, from the first game this season, they just don't look like they're enjoying the tactic sometimes. I yeah. just think, think, think Conte, for me, great manager, but sometimes the... When you look into the, the tactics and the things, the way he drilled the players, you've got to be here. You've got to be exactly there when this player's got the ball here. I just think sometimes there's too much to remember. Let them go out and play football. Like Harry Redknapp used to say, go and play football. You know, they know what to do. They don't need to be drilled to the nth degree. And it clearly doesn't work for this group of players anyway. And I, I just don't think that football works like that. You, you know, you hear stories about them playing with mannequins on play. the pitch, you know. It, it certainly that? worked with Conte before because he's won trophies everywhere he's been. No, that's why I said it doesn't work with this group of players. That's what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in that in that regard, if he's not working, then you have to adapt, and he didn't adapt. You know, yeah. and that's that's the that's the major point. The players we've got are either being clear, the ones we've brought in clearly can't get it. So is that bad recruitment or whatever? I know you're not going to know whether a Bissouma or, or, or a uh, Longley are going to actually get it. But you, f football's fluid. It's not an exact science. So you can't always go like that. It's just my view. I know he won with Inter and he won with Chelsea. But yeah. perhaps he's still trying to be a bit too precise with a, with a squad of players that just can't play like that. Perhaps, so perhaps that's my opinion. Perhaps Conte didn't need to be so animated on the uh, on the sideline if the players were doing what he wanted them to do. Yeah, Perhaps yeah. I mean, he, sh he shouted and swore at Bissouma, didn't he? Uh, Bissouma, um, Bentancourt. Yeah. He saw it. I mean, um, look, I'm all for, I, I, I don't think that's that much of a deal. They're, they're big boys. They've paid a load of money. Um, you see it in park football all the time where managers are shouting at players. I, you know, I get that. Is, is probably not something that, that a lot of managers do. But then again, I've seen Pep do it, so perhaps they do. I don't know. But for me, uh, Poch would be the one that I'd be on the phone to. Um, and Nagelsmann, if we can't have Poch, I'd, I'd take Nagelsmann. But I kind of agree with Simone. I'm not sure that we wouldn't be here in 18 months having the same type of podcast. But um, we'll I see. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, Martin writes on screen now, Pochettino is the only one who really knows this club. Melvin, I know um, you spoke at length about this, but just give me a name. Who would you like to see at the club? Um, I think either or will improve us, but I'll say Pochettino because I think the players that we have 
I think some of them really suit him, especially like players like Skip, Besuma, um, Hoiberg, um, even Bentoncourt when eventually he comes back from injury. I think I think we have some young players coming through that he can develop even further. He can get more out of them as as good as Conte was. And, and uh, I think he, that's something that he really lacked. I think he didn't trust any of the young guys and, and, and even even attempt to develop them further. I think the only moments that he played the young players is when his hands were tied and we had injuries. And that's something that I didn't like about Conte. I would love Pochettino to come back and, you know, start improving Jets pants. Remember when we used to call him the, the fullback whisperer or something like that? We used to say how 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 well he developed um Kyle Walker, Danny Rose and imagine imagine Jet Spence under under Poch. Imagine Destiny Udogi under Pochettino and, and Pedro Poro and uh, even Emerson Royale. He's still he's still at the club and um and yeah, I would love Pochettino to come back. And what Simone was saying and I think um I agree with a lot. I think Conte is a Premier League is, is a league manager. And he has this system of playing where he'll win boring games one nil or two nil, but with elite clubs and that that keep clean sheets. And he'll win you the league year after year. But he never takes risks or chances like Pochettino does. Pochettino, when he when he sets up a, t- a team, he'll teach them to be be brave on the ball, be courageous, attack with the ball. If you look, if you remember the AC Milan game, we weren't brave, we weren't courageous, we did nothing exciting with the ball. We didn't take risks. It's why we did nothing against AC Milan. You know, two legs. We didn't have one or two chances on target. I went to both matches at the San Siro and at the lane. And, and they were both boring games. We did nothing. We weren't exciting. We weren't we weren't our we weren't our club. We weren't we weren't to dare is to do. You know, we our club motto. All we have to do is, is sometimes think of about our club motto, because we don't, we don't, you know, th- th- that's what we need to follow. We need to follow our motto. To dare is to do, and Pochettino is to dare is to do, and that's it. Well, Melvin, you personally, you did dare um, for the AC Milan uh, clash. Tell everyone what happened um, outside the San Siro for you personally. Um, so, so my. My fiance now, my girlfriend is an AC Milan supporter, and um, and yeah, this is probably uh, uh, um, and I proposed to her outside, outside, outside the San Siro before the game, <laughs> which is which is an important, an important um, key key thing to 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 think about because we're quite both of us. She's crazy about AC Milan. How I am crazy about Spurs and. We never talk bad about each other's clubs. We have, we both love. I love AC Milan. I like them, and she likes Spurs. But in that moment, you know, I was Tottenham, and she was AC Milan, and we watched the game together. And 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 um, and uh, when they beat us one nil, even though even though I thought they didn't do much, you know, we couldn't have, we could have beaten them if we were more brave and but yeah it was a special moment for us because we got to watch two games together and and, and not kill each other because we're quite passionate and, and and crazy supporters and you know she loves she loves coming to our stadium she thinks it's incredible and uh 
And the people next to me, when I told them she was AC Milan, you know, they were extremely friendly with her. They shook her hand after the game and told her, you know, all the best. And, and, and you know, even thank you for, for coming and hope you enjoyed our stadium. The Spurs fans were brilliant with her. And, and Chris, Chris has met her, Simone met her out, outside the stadium as well. And, yeah, it will be and maybe an AC Milan and, and Tottenham wedding, you know. We look forward to that. Um, James, yeah. let's come back to you. Let's let, let, let me get your thoughts and who would you like to see as the next Spurs boss? Uh, yeah, definitely Pochettino, but um, but backed. So not Pochettino like on a two-year contract. I wouldn't like to see it at all. I think even with Pochettino, we might be coming back to this same cycle. So Pochettino, but backed. Let's get um, Pochettino gets the van off Daniel Levy, goes down to the furniture short store and gets some furniture for the house. Then um, up for Pochettino, yeah. Do it, give, giving him what he wanted in uh, 2019, 2020, and what he spoke about, which probably was the start of his demise there. But um, yeah, give him what he wants, and Pochettino definitely. There's no, there's no other man for me. Nagelsmann excites me a little bit, but like the other guys have been saying, I am deeply concerned that we'll be back here doing the same podcast in 2024, 2025. Uh, but Pochettino, yeah, would get time. And the fans would be behind him, so that would buy him time as well. So, yeah, just one name for me. James, what about, um, the, what about the other ones we're, we're being linked with at the moment? Brighton manager, De Zerbi, Brentford manager, Thomas Frank, Lewis Enrique's name keeps coming up. Uh, yeah. Glazner's name keeps coming up. What, what about those managers? Any of those you fancy? The Derby, perhaps? Derby for me, yeah. But for, for me, like, he's has he not just taken on, like, what Potter did? Like, Potter changed that Brighton team, brought, brought the whole club to being the club that they are now. And then he went on to Chelsea and, and failed at Chelsea. And Deserby's come on and, and, to a certain degree, and has just inherited what a lot of what he's done. I'm not saying he's done a bad job, but, like... Um, Potter changed the philosophy and the same is what Pochettino did with us at Tottenham. So I don't think he's quite earned it yet for me, Deserby. Whereas, yeah, back again, back to Poch, because I do love him. He has earned it and he's earned his spur. Yeah, but not Deserby. No, no, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. I think like Potter's done the job there um, more than he has. So the majority of you want Maurizio Pochettino back. I think it's very unrealistic, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lee, let's start with you. This is the last question. We, we've been going now for nearly two hours. I didn't think this would go on for so long, but of course there is so much to talk about. Last question. Everton game next Monday, back in the Premier League. Christian Cellini and Ryan Mason, of course, will take charge, as discussed. Uh, it has been reported today that Richarlison won't be fit enough uh, to go to his former club, Goodison Park. Um, ben Davis is out. Emerson Royale, uh, an update on him today. He's got to have surgery. will be out for the next six weeks or so. Um, what system do you think that Stellini and Ryan Mason will play? The same as Conte? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I think they'll play I think they'll play exactly the same. I don't think anything's <laughs> changing. And I think that's probably why they've kept Stellini on. I think it's it's something they've worked out with Conte that they've got a plan for the summer and uh, they just want to make sure we get to top four by trying to keep some consistency. So I think that's why he's, he's still there, as, as unusual as it is. Because um, I don't think it, I think it's too soon for a managerial bounce, and there's only ten games left. So yeah, I, I think we'll still play the same system. I don't think it'll change. When when you say managerial bounce, Lee, um, normally when a new manager comes in, you get that, but actually nothing's changed. No, no, I, and and to be honest with you, I pick up on what Melvin said about you know the players in the in the dressing room weren't happy with him and all the rest of it. 
So basically, we've just given in that you know the the players that are that are not performing. We've just given in to them and and pushed the manager out um, to see what happens. And and hopefully they'll be happier, so they'll play better football. Will they? I'm just not convinced. I'm just not convinced, Chris. If I'm honest, I'm at, I'm at that point where I'm I'm really disappointed. I'm really frustrated with the whole thing, and uh, and I think they need some some serious um, discussions with those players about. What do they actually want out of this? Because I, you know, you can't just keep pushing managers out the door, left, right, and centre, because you don't like to hear what they've got to say when you're not performing. Lee, give me a score prediction. Six nil to Spurs. <laughs> all first half goals. Yeah, all first half goals. <laughs> Simone, how how are you feeling about this Everton game? I don't know what's about Everton game. When you decide to sack Antonio to to a point, he's he's seven man. Stellini, that is a top 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 man. I love him. Stellini is a top top man, great guy, top man. But for me, if you decide to sack Antonio to a point, Stellini, we are at the end of the day. We are completely at the end of the day. So, for me, the situation is absolutely a mess. I need to be to be honest, and uh, it's not about Eastern managers like that. Just like uh, Antonio Jose or future managers, project managers, just like Nagelman. This club is a uh, is absolutely is absolutely a mess. So, I don't think that uh, both Stellini and Mason will. Try to finish. Yeah, they, they will try definitely, but I don't think that they will manage to finish above both Newcastle and Liverpool. I don't think it is the case. Uh, so I don't know what we can expect. Uh, uh, I expect a very very difficult game against Everton, and uh, I don't know. But it's not the most important thing, guys. The most important thing is to. To try to build a future. And for me, Daniel Levy, Jerry Lewis, Enik are extraordinary in terms of building structures just like the training ground, structures just like the new Tottenham Hospital Stadium, but they are completely useless in terms of building the engine of the club that is the team, the first team. So I don't know what. I can expect I'm completely depressed by them. So we'll see what happens. Simone, your score prediction? 2-0 for Everton. Sean Dice will win the game. What was that? Sean Dice will win the game. So for me, if you are asking me about the score prediction, I will be for 2-0 um, Everton. Wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Break. Craig, how are you feeling about it? Do you think uh, do you think um, Stellini and Mason will change the system at all to what Antonio Conte's used all season? I don't, I don't think they will. No, 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 because that's what Stellini's used to as well. Um, they're probably going to go with the three at the back like they have all season because you could argue that it would just confuse the players because they've been playing that for so long, um, year and a half whatever it is. Um, yeah. 
I just can't see him changing it. I mean, I'd love to see us a bit further up the pitch and press a bit more and even play with a number, number 10. You can still play three at the back, but tweak the midfield and the attack. That's what I'd love to see. But I, I think with the sheer amount of players we've got injured, the team is almost going to pick itself. Um, having said that, I think we will turn Everton over to one, but it's going to be a tight game. Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't look excited about it because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not in any way, shape, or form. I, I just, I just want the season done with now. Um, the, this, uh, this club. You know what? Drive you to drink. I, I need to feel excited about it if I'm driving up to Goodison Park and back. So I'm going to say that Spurs are going to win because I, I, yeah. I, I need, to, I need to feel a little bit of excitement when I'm taking that drive. That, that, that's, that's right. That's right. I totally get it. And. People like yourself, Chris, people say, oh, we should vote with our feet and not go to the ground. You should not buy tickets and all that. If that's your love, if that's your passion, you're going to do it, whatever, because you follow Tottenham Hotspur, right? And people say, don't go. If you've got a season ticket, don't go. But if you do know if you resell your ticket on on ticket exchange, the club get a percentage of that anyway. So so Daniel Levy is getting more money out of you. So if you really don't want to go, just don't resell your ticket because if you sell it, by the proper channels, you're actually, the club's getting more money out of you than the price of the ticket you paid for. So, look, I want the season done with now. If we can scrape fourth, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm still not convinced we will, but you know, you just, I'll, I'll, let, I'll end on a positive or a slight positive. You just never know because every team around us seems to be dropping silly points just like us. And so I think it's going to go down to the last few games. That's all I'll say, because this isn't over by a long shot, but we've got to do our bit. Yeah. T- talking about tickets, the uh, season ticket prices are actually going up for next season. Is that, um, going, is that definite? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, James, your thoughts on the Everton game? Um, I think I think we'll win it. Uh, I think it'll be a tight first half and I think 3-1, Kane scoring first. Um, yeah, I, I think the one thing with Stellini that, that I've seen before, obviously apart from Sheffield United and, and Wolves, which I think we played quite well in the first half, was they did play without the shackles on a little bit. Like what was mentioned before about like actually enjoying the football. I did see yeah. the players kind of enjoying it a little bit more. So I think it's going to be a better performance. Um, I did enjoy slightly watching us better under Stellini when... Had the shackles off them and they could run around a bit more and, do, and just enjoy their football a bit more. Sounds very old school of me, but I did enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, I think 3-1. Uh, one. one thing I'm concerned about is with the Stellini song, I've got to change that last line, haven't I? Because he's not won every game now. So um, I've got to rewrite that last line. I've got a few options, but I don't know what one. You're, you're absolutely right, though, James. Apart from that Sheffield United game, um, we have created a number of chances in all the others. And, of course, he does... Up until that point, he did have a good record. In that Wolves game, we had a, a number of chances, but just couldn't score. That's right. Um, Melvin, what about you? Everton game. Feeling confident? Uh, um, like, silently confident. I don't know. I think there'll be some kind of managerial bounce or, I guess, because of the absence of Conte, uh, some players will have to step up. I think it'll be a big game because of the absence of, of, of Conte and, and the media will be focused to see what Spurs do. Um, I think all the players will have to step up um, because I think 
this game can potentially win 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 against Everton and, and, and you know it will start your top four charge. You know what I mean? The momentum you'll start it'll be a really big game to build from. If we get three points, if you lose, you know the problems escalate. But if if you if you win it's like the the problems are delayed for another week, and then if you win again, there it's like it's like they say, fake it till you make it. It's like we have to keep faking these results and, and getting the three points until you know we get we get over the line and and, and finish the season. Um, something I wanted wanted to ask James: um, Does the does your opinion on the manager affect um, which one we're gonna pick, Poch or Nagelsmann? Yeah, because yeah, uh, nothing wrong with Nagelsmann. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> does, does the song? Come on, come on in. Does this? Have you, have you thought about it already? Uh, yeah, I did think enough. It rhymes with Nagelsmann. So that's me a bit of a nightmare that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I might just start playing uh, his magic. You know, like at the stadium, see how that goes down. Yeah, uh, it does a little bit. Nah, nah, not really. I want to see what's best for the club, but nothing does rhyme in Nagelsmann. <laughs> yeah. It would be interesting be- if next home game the the whole crowd starts singing his magic. You know. Yeah, you know, imagine yeah. sixty-two thousand people singing that. Um, I think we're getting close, aren't we, with the away fans starting to do it? Aren't they? I see a video you put up, Chris, didn't you? Of uh, when yeah. they start, fans started singing that. Uh, yeah, it started against AC Milan in yeah. the more in the more. South in the South Stand. Yeah, yeah more and more. This is the thing I've got to um, say. I've said this a few times with the club, but the, the away support is just—it literally is the best I've seen. It's it's incredible, and how they're always the loudest at the grounds and. These fans in particular for me, that they, they deserve a lot more than what they're getting. Yeah, yeah, certainly, James. Completely agree. Um, Lee, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Um, we haven't mentioned your, your YouTube channel yet. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, what sort of content are you putting out at the moment? Yeah, so as the name suggests, Lee the Dorset Spur, you can find me on all of the major uh social media so I'm out there uh, yeah I do um I, I do my I like to call them like honest appraisals put it that way yeah. I just I just say what I think I don't do I don't do fancy stuff I don't have intros and all that sort of malarkey because I'm not that clever but I will give you my opinion so if you want to hear some old bloke moaning I'm your man I don't know where Chris is now he's just I've just killed him <laughs> yeah he wants to over is that you do? <laughs> do you want us to praise all? <laughs> okay, yeah. over to you, Simone. Uh, where can we find you? Yeah, 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 definitely, guys. Uh, my my answer will always be absolutely the same. If you wanna to follow me, I I'm on Instagram, and it's Simone Doc Deluamo twenty one, just like your number, Nico Cruncher. I don't know if you still remember that fantastic play. Croatian playmaker in the Nico. 10 years ago under the lineup. 21. So Simone Doc Deluomo, 21 on Instagram. And uh, that's all, guys. That's all. Okay. I have got Facebook, but on, I do not have uh, still Twitter. So is it the same on Twitter? No, I no. don't know. What's I'm still handle? not on Twitter. Oh, you're uh, not on Twitter? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram in uh, every social but I still have to go to Instagram guys so. okay over to you Craig uh, where can people find you oh well if you want to it's there at DM9 on Twitter 
Uh, gained a lot of followers recently, actually. I've, I've breached 200, uh, <laughs> so that's really good. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow me, by all means, that'd be lovely. Give me a follow. Over you, uh, James. <laughs> well, I'm on The Voice of Spurs on every channel. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and I play live at the ground. And then the next home game for Brighton, I'll be at the Shelf Bar pre and post-game. Over to you, Mel. Nice. Fantastic. Maybe, 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 James, I will Come be... Down. Come have a drink. Maybe, maybe I will be uh, the new White Athlete for the home games. That's it, yeah, come and see me. So, must see yeah, um, respect, guys. I delight to, to have the chance to see you as soon as possible, guys. And you, mate. Melvin, where do we yeah, find we'll, you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, um, Melvin Malta. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Ever since I've been doing these with Chris, I used to have about 11 followers. I had less followers than Jesus, and now I'm slowly. <laughs> well, at least I'm you're slowly. real, Melvin. He yeah. had a few more, though, didn't he? Yeah, because of Chris, I'm slowly gaining some followers on Twitter. Yeah, but but yeah, you can find me at Melvin Malta and um, yeah, James, we'll start following you and sending you some our version of songs. Maybe we can yeah, okay, check yeah, one yeah, in. Good, yeah. So we Anyways. we took over. And Chris, where can people find you? Here. <laughs> <laughs> new new background. New background. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. New background needed here. Yeah. Um, of course, we'll probably be talking about potential new managers for the next two or three months. So uh, look out for that. Uh, but Lee, Simone, um, Craig, James and Melvin, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Uh, been a pleasure talking to you and hopefully the manager search won't take that long and we will all know where we stand. And hopefully we'll be talking about some sort of success at this football club in the very, very near future. Fingers crossed. Um, thanks so much for watching everyone. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. We will see you on the next one. Until then, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.